it's really nice to be able to move with that in there. Oh, the little joys that you find. Right, and we get HBO Max for free. So do we with our uh, phone. Dude, that's what we that's what we have too. And I paid for like a year of HBO Max, and now I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna cancel that because then I can use it for free with our unlimited data. Absolutely. And supposedly we get like a hundred gigs of premium data, and we're like, what the fuck is premium data? And I was like, I just really want to hit a hundred gigs of data in a month. Like I'm just gonna constantly <laughs> stream TV on my phone on data to hit a hundred gigs. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, that would be so funny. And she was like, we, we can't do that. You, you literally, no, that's not going to happen. Like, Why not? Well, I could make it happen. No, no. no, we could totally do this. Yeah, I believe in us. I believe in us. We can us. do it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love our new pens. I do, too. I've been using it on everything. I know. It's just so, it is thicker than, like, a regular pen, though, like, holding it. Oh, yeah. It's, like, definitely, like, heavier and thicker than our, than regular pens. Yes. Whoever she is, she did an amazing job. She is. She doesn't have any more pens open right now. Her website's like she has everything listed as sold out, so she can like catch up on orders. Yeah. And I, I don't really, blame her. I don't either. Good for I'm, her though. I'm waiting for her to open it back up so I can order more. Oh my <laughs> god, I love them so much. She has one that's like cheetah print, one that looks like a pencil. Aww. I know. It's Allison Crafts on Instagram, I think. Maybe. I'm pretty sure. I'm. Pretty I don't know sure. what you're looking at me for. I don't know. I'm, I thought I told. I thought I gave it to you. I'm pretty sure that's it. I mean, you may have sent it to me, but like, let's be honest. I, I don't. There's a reason I write everything down. That's a fair point, Wilma. Well, I'm so scatterbrained. You're right. You're right. I, speaking of which, I need to get more pages for this. I'm almost. I say I'm almost out of paper as I have all of this friggin' oh my paper. Gosh. <laughs> We've actually gone on to Etsy and just found like people who make the templates for them, and for like six bucks you can buy them and just like keep printing them off. Oh, I know. I do that, too. That way I don't have to keep... Didn't I send them to you? You sent me the book one, but, like, I bought, like, two different budgeting pack ones and some other stuff. Yeah. I bought some other ones, too. And I've been bullet journaling a lot more, so I haven't even been, like, getting the pages a lot. I've just been buying whole new journals. Yeah. And, like, making my own designs. I actually really like it. I find it kind of soothing. I, I don't know. I'm even just... though I'm, like, I get low-key anxiety about it because I have to, like, come up with these ideas and designs, and we all know I can't draw for shit, so... I think that's my problem. Like, I'm just too lazy. Like, I would just rather buy the pages. When I work oh. overnight, that's what I do. I take my ruler and I use, and I usually bring my colored pencils with me. Because I have my markers, my gel pens, I have all of that, but I need my colored pencils. I want your job so badly. <laughs> like, Love my job. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just can't be a responsible adult. I mean, you do have to be a responsible adult in my job, but I do love my job. It's fun. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. It's just, I just, I went back to my old location today and I was talking to people and they're like, do you, how is it we miss you? And I was like, I miss you guys so much, but I do not miss being here for a second. <laughs> like, I love my job. <laughs> and bye. <laughs> yeah. Like, I miss all of you so much. Like today when I walked in, one of my old coordinators, like, um, he was a regular cast member today when I went over there because he got moved back to his regular home location. And, oh, hello, cat. And, yeah. <laughs> Are you allowed to be in here? Hey. Cameron. I love my cat, but cats are assholes. I love my cat, but he loves to fuck everything up. I mean, I feel like that's all cats. You're right. You're right. But he got really excited when I walked in the door. Oh like, gosh. we made eye contact, and he was like, 
he was like, hi, like, didn't recognize, and then we, like, he, like, registered who I was, I was like, oh, my God, and, like, literally freaked out, like, started jumping up and down, he was like, I'm hugging you, I don't care if you say no, I'm giving you a hug, and I was like, please, you can hug me, like, we hugged for, like, a solid 10, like, 10 seconds, it was great. Oh, my goodness. That was great. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) What a day. Oh, my, went off on my tangent, I should probably write that down. Oh, my goodness. We're recording. I, I know. I watched you turn the volume down, so I just went with it. <laughs> I feel like at this point, like, we should just keep doing it. <laughs> just start recording in the middle of just, us talking? Randomly, like, mid-tangent. Because it's always, like, some random story or, like, the time that I started searching something and went down a rabbit hole and three hours later came up with something completely different. Right. Right. It just... Pretty much. I kind of like when we start recording just in the middle of us talking. I don't know. I just think it's funnier. It doesn't sound so scripted. That's fair. Anyways, well, now there's... <laughs> Welcome to Spooky or Bust, a podcast exploring the world of all things paranormal, serial, and conspiratorial. I'm November. And I'm MW. Today, you we go. Are... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was supposed to say. <laughs> Today, we are doing uh, part three of our Urban Legends series. Woo! So, just... Kind of going back and forth and like looking at some of the like we were talking about all the different kind of urban legends and i was reading this list of like the top 10 and the first one was bloody mary and we were talking about how like i just never thought of bloody mary as an urban legend did you do that as a kid though oh god yeah yeah we did too <laughs> but like we were dumb and like thought we could do it at school and like that it would work oh my so, gosh like, we used to do it we used to go into the bathroom at school and do it I think that just like shook everything. Holy shit! Earthquake! <laughs> oh my I just want to put my foot up. No, I mean like we did it like at home, which probably I mean if it had worked. I mean we did God. it at home too, but we did it. The, we did it the night we watched The Ring. Oh my god! And you know how much I love scary movies, <laughs> so <laughs> we did it that night, and we were like, I was like, fuck this, like oh I'm not, I'm never sleeping again. Was it, was it like that video that I watched earlier where I was like, I'm going to get a call in like an hour that's like seven days. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. What was that video you were watching? So it was. It was like a combination of a bunch of like Dis- old Disney stuff. It was. So the screen, like the, the image for it looked like this creepy ass version of Howard the Duck. And I clicked on it to see what it was. And it was the old cartoon. Um. Where it's like Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, and they go to like ghost hunt at the house, and the ghosts decide to like start messing with them. It was like that, but on some really weird loop. And it would just like keep like fast forwarding and rewinding and like doing. Yeah, it was the... making like weird like sketch noises. Yeah, it was like a DJ, like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so weird. Like, literally like, it's like, like a sketch, like a record player scratch kind of noise. I, I have no idea. I stopped watching it because I was too afraid I was going to get a phone call. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. Just not about that. Sorry, I just randomly noticed that I missed a spot when I was shaving my legs. <laughs> oh. I just looked down and I was like, fuck. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry, I'm ADD today. I mean, what are you I'm not ADD? I'm always... I'm always... <laughs> Let's I, start I that swear, over again. I swear I have undiagnosed ADHD. Oh, but goodness. I feel like most millennials do. Like, we talk, we talk about this here all the time. Like, especially with, like, with TikTok now, and so many people, like, 
like therapists and doctors and like things you can follow on there saying like these are the signs you might have something even though it's incredibly hard to diagnose I'm literally watching these things and I'm like why is that me like why is the things like like how I wanted to start this podcast when I texted you and I was like let's start a fucking podcast like fuck it let's do it and then like a week later I was like I'm bored I don't want to do this anymore and then you're like no we're doing this let's go like and we just keep recording <laughs> TikTok, the new WebMD. <laughs> I have testicular cancer. You don't even have testiculars. <laughs> you don't even have <laughs> I did not make that up. Do not give me credit. It came from, I think, like Jeff Foxworthy or something. Was it Jeff, was it Jeff Foxworthy or The Simpsons? For some reason, I thought it was The Simpsons. I mean, it may have happened on The Simpsons, but I specifically remember it being like Jeff Foxworthy. That's funny. You, I bet you're probably right. Oh, like Blue Collar Comedy Tour or something. I don't know. We used to have all of those, like, he might be a redneck if, or, like, bilingual, here's your sign. Yes. I think of bilingual every time, so, like, there's one that he does, and he's talking, I don't know if it's, like, his kid or a kid, somebody, and he goes, hey, and he smacks him, he goes, we don't hit. Because, <laughs> like, I think about it at that time, like, you would spank the kid whenever they did something wrong, but, right. like, at the same time, you're being like, we don't hit people while I'm spanking you. Right. Right. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, pretty much. I hate that rule. I hate that. Oh my goodness. Okay, so do you want to go first? Mm, I don't. I, I mean, I can. I guess. Um, okay. Oh shit. Where did all my shit go? Okay. All right. So my I I thought this was really fun to look up, especially because Meriwether was like, "No, you have to look this up and then look this up," and I was like, "Oh my god." And then one I saw of, it in a movie once. Right. And then one of my other friends is, like, super into the, the lore of this as well. So her and I were talking about it. And then I have a friend from West Virginia who I was hoping to give me a little bit more info, but didn't have too much. But it's all right. It's all right. We did lots of research. By we, I mean I did lots of research on this. <clears throat> all right. So my story is The Legend of the Mothman, which... I didn't really know too much about it going into it. I just, like, knew I'd heard of it, but didn't know, like, the stories behind it or, you know, anything anything like that. So, a lot of my information comes from Nerdist.com, Wikipedia, and also, funny enough, I find this really hilarious. There's an article about the Mothman and Southern Living. Shut up. Like, the magazine. Really? (laughs) Oh, my God. Look, it's literally Southern Living. Oh, my. I just... Lord Jesus. And then the picture is of the Mothman statue in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I was going to say, there's no way that is, like, anywhere in, like, Tennessee. No, no, no. The Mothman's from West Virginia. No, but when you first said the statue, and I was like, something living in the statue? Oh. Like, where where else would you put this other than there? Well, West Virginia is technically the South. I mean, I don't consider it the South, but maybe? I don't, but I think they they do. I don't know. I didn't look that I didn't look that up. I looked at Mothman shit. <laughs> <laughs> so just I think just find this story so interesting because it's such not just like an urban legend, but also like all the conspiracy theories that completely spiraled from it. Oh, God, yeah. It's just, and, like, the movie, the movies, multiple movies, only one that's, like, really widely known, which is, uh, what's it called? The Mothman Prophecies, which was based off a book written in the 70s. 
But isn't it also based off of, like, true events? Right, because that's what the book's based off. Yeah, I remember it being, like, about the bridge. Yeah. And the book's based off of that, too. Yeah. There's... So, I just knocked my hat off my head. There's so <laughs> She's much. She's that excited. There's so much that goes into this. Okay. So, oh my god. I do not have control of you myself today. I am. Okay. So, the first known sighting of Mothman was documented in the, re- in the late 60s. So, <clears throat> what happened was in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, 1966... Uh, they believe it was in November, specifically November 12th, but I think the date's been fudged around a little bit. It was meant um, for you. Yeah. Why? November, why was it meant for me? November 12th? That's not my birthday. No, but what month is it? <laughs> November? Oh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow. I was like, how do you not know my birthday? <laughs> I mean, you keep talking about it. It's in, like, almost a month. It's it's in... A month and a day. A month and two days. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Why do I question that you know when your birthday is? I don't know. We both need naps. <laughs> I didn't take a nap today, and I have napped every day. I've been working overnight, so my my body is, like, so discombobulated with the world right now that I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> and I just keep buying shit online. That's how I cope with my... With not knowing what's happening in my life, I just buy shit online. Anyway, November 12th, 1966, there are five men in a nearby town digging a grave when they report seeing a shadowy man-like figure fly over their heads from a nearby tree. That's all that's said about that story. They were digging a grave for someone, um, a shadowy man... Like, figure. They they don't say it has wings or anything. They just say, a man flies over their head. Three days later, November 15th, two couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Stephen Mary Malate. I want to say it's Malate. Told police they were chased in their car by a black figure with a 10-foot wingspan and glowing red eyes. This also was in the Point Pleasant area. So, like, the first one was in, like, a surrounding town of Point Pleasant. The other one was more close to, like, the Point Pleasant, like, outskirted area. (coughs) Um, And it was by a former World War II ammunition site called the TNT area. Hmm. That's only important for the conspiracy theories that come later. Okay. I can already see this. Yeah, other than that, it's not really, like, relevant. So, more and more sightings, those are, like, the main, like, sightings that started this whole thing. So, then more sightings start coming in over the next year. And then there's a mention of him in the newspaper, and it says, the title of the headline is, Couple Sees Man-Sized Bird Creature Something. That's literally (laughs) the news title. (laughs) And then later, so, like, he wasn't named the Mothman by anyone in West Virginia. It was actually an Ohio newspaper that dubbed him the Mothman to sound like Batman. Okay. But Mothman is bad and Batman's supposed to be good. It's like Iceland and Greenland. Right. Right. So 
a lot of the locals to the Point Pleasant area believe that Mothman lived in a vacant nuclear power plant on the outskirts of town in an area that was once home to a top-secret government facility where nuclear weapons were tested. So, like, <laughs> they think that he was, like, a product of government tampering or, like, a winged manifestation born from weapons testing or, like, again, conspiracy theories go crazy. Now, to what Meriwether mentioned, the Silver Bridge incident. <clears throat> this happened in 1967. It was in Point Pleasant. It The Silver Bridge was uh, U.S. Route 35 over the Ohio River, connecting Point Pleasant to Galapolis. G-A-L-L-I-P-O-L-I-S. It sounds like Galapagos, but like Galapolis <laughs> <laughs> in Ohio. And it collapsed December 15th under the weight of heavy rush hour traffic. So, like, because there were so many people on the bridge, due, like, shopping, due to the Christmas holiday, all of this, the bridge collapsed. Now, 46 people were killed, but two bodies were never recovered. They were never found. So, of course, you know, as government does, they do an inspection, see what's wrong, what happened, what, you know, with the bridge. And it was attributed to a faulty I-bar suspension chain and poor maintenance of the bridge. But... Of course, that doesn't stop conspiracy theories. So, John Keel is the person that wrote the book titled The Mothman Prophecies, which the movie is based off of. And he links this bridge collapse with Mothman sightings. Because Mothman supposedly has never been seen since the bridge collapsed. So I don't know if they think the bridge collapsed on him, if he's the reason the bridge collapsed, but he, he thinks they're linked and he believes, which is what the movie is about as well because the movie is based off this book. He believes that the Mothman sightings were premonitions about the bridge collapse. I don't know how they connect. Well, because in the movie, the, the <coughs> Mothman, he calls him and he's like, he kind of warns him about it. Mm-hmm. But, and then he meets all of those other people that are like, oh, well, I thought I saw, or, you know, I saw him, or... Yeah. And they talk about the red glowing eyes. Yeah. But what does that have to do with the bridge collapsing? He doesn't call any... That that part of the story is what he wrote. Mm-hmm. There's no... In any of the research I've done, there's no record of him calling anyone. Of people getting mysterious phone calls, hearing voices, things like that. It's just they see this creature... With a 10-foot wingspan and glowing red eyes. Yeah. This is all, like, what he made up. Oh. So, like, and then, of course, the bridge collapsed and no one, there was no sightings of him anymore. But I don't know how, to me, I don't understand how he connected. Yeah. The Mothman to the bridge collapsing as a premonition. If anything, to me, it would be. The Mothman is connected because he died on the bridge. Yeah. That's well, how I would connect it. And they're like, there were never any more sightings of him. Well, there were only two to begin with. Right. Three. Three. Two couples. Yeah. But did the two couples, were they, like, in the same general area and it was on yeah. the same night? Or were they, like, two separate nights? It says it's in the same general area on the same night. So I feel like that's only, like, okay, he showed up twice. Right. 
But then it says, you know, too, that there were more, more and more sightings reported over the next year. They just don't have them listed. Those oh, were just, like, the ones that started this, like, whole myth. Okay. This whole legend. And then, that is a really creepy-ass picture. The, that looks like a sign. It's literally edited, of course. But yeah. it's like a, just right on my computer screen. But it's like a really creepy picture. Yeah, it looks like, you know, like those signs that, like the old school signs that you would see, like, that were made of, like, <gasps> welcome to whatever. It yeah. looks like the back of that sign and they just tried to, like, warp it. <laughs> like, it looks like they took, like, the liquify tool and, like, went right up the middle. Right. Oh, that's funny. Yes, it does. It does look like that. If you're looking, if you're wondering about the picture, it's on Nerdist.com. It's under the Silver Bridge incident. There's a really creepy, clearly edited photo. But, so, the and, and like, the, and that's why I don't, I don't understand, like, the sightings just stopped after that. So, I'm like, he had to, if he was real, he had to have been under the bridge when it collapsed. Yeah. Because also Mothman, they never say he was sighted during the day. Or was he one of the two people that were never found? Right. Because the only other thing I can think of. My other thing is, like, if the two people weren't found, how do you know that they were on the bridge? Like, were the two people that weren't found, were they passengers? It could be. Because they clearly wouldn't have been the drivers. It could have been. Or, like, they found their car, but no people. Because they could have been. They could have gotten thrown out, yeah. the, blown out the window. That's true. Or, like, a car landed on, I don't know. I know, driving on bridges and driving underneath bridges terrify me. Literally. Ever <laughs> since that um, bridge collapsed, what it was like a few years ago, seeing that on TV, I've been really freaked out about that. Yeah. I think it's terrifying. I mean, yeah, I know there's a lot more like safety things now, but like, what if Joe didn't do his job yesterday? Right. He says he did, but he didn't. Like, but I mean, it could be like that with anything. This is true. What really freaks me out is the bridge right by, right in front of the Contemporary. Oh. The water bridge? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a bridge right in front of the Contemporary where you go you go underneath this bridge. And it looks like, you know, it's a regular bridge. The bridge is full of water. Full ass boats drive over top of you while you drive underneath this bridge. So, <laughs> and, and I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if this cast member was just blowing smoke. But we were on one of those boats going back to Wilderness, mm -hmm. and one of the boat drivers told us that um, when one of the presidents were visiting, mm -hmm. they, like, had people in that water, like, as security to, like, make sure nothing happened. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, I... I don't know if I believe that. It was just, like, a weird... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It was so weird. <laughs> they had undercover alligators. Oh my god, yes. With cameras. <laughs> with GoPros on their head. Correct. I know this was like forever ago. When we right. Were, we were visiting once. It was probably before we lived. No. It might have been before we lived here. Because we were with like my family, like my cousins and stuff. Mm -hmm. and it was just like such a weird conversation. I remember. I just remember him talking about um, the, like, the security measures for, for when a president came in. And every time I would drive under that bridge, because I used to live, like, yeah. not far from Magic Kingdom, and I would drive under that bridge, and that was all I would think of every time, and it just lives in my head now. 
that's funny. That's funny. Oh my goodness. Um. But yeah, so I mean, that's that's pretty much it for the for the story of like you know the legend of him. He because of Keel, you know, in the book that he published in 1975, that's what brought Mothman like to on a national level to where like everybody knows. Yeah. And then the movie, of course, in 2002 with Richard Gere and Laura Linney, that is what really, like, the book, you know, was what prompted the movie, which is what made it explode. And now, in Point Pleasant every year, they have, oh my god, my eye is just so bad, sorry. Um, they have a festival. They have a Mothman festival every year that started in 2002. And then the town put up a 12-foot metallic statue of Mothman in 2003. In 2005, they opened a Mothman museum and a research center. What? Yeah. Yep. To research what? I have no idea. I want to, I, part of me feels like it's also, like, UFO-linked, because it says it appears like Roswell, New Mexico, a site of the alleged UFO crashing, that the residents of Point Pleasant found a way to embrace their menace and profit off of it. Because he, Keel also links Mothman to, like, other monsters, UFOs, Men in Black, all that stuff. And it's just, like, exploded about, you know, everything Mothman related. Oh my goodness. And there are so many, like, possible explanations that I don't want to go into those because that's not very much fun. I don't want to <laughs> disprove it. I want to, like, t- talk about it because it's real. But everyone thinks it was a sandhill crane. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a big-ass sandhill crane. Yeah, that's, and that's why I said the, TT, the TNT area comes in to play later, because some people think it was a mutated sandhill crane. That's, How mutated? I, what is this, the PIM? I don't know. I'm just reading. I'm just telling you what I read about. <laughs> and then um, another thing says that it could be an owl. Cause owl Again, a really big fucking owl. Right, because owls, you know, eyes go red, and then they have really large wingspans. Because their eyes glow red when they're caught in light. And I then mean, they have, they have, their wingspans are usually a lot larger than their body. Yeah, but, but of course, they don't, I don't know. Maybe they exaggerated to sound cool. Who knows? I mean, I guess it make them feel like less of a baby for being freaked out by. An owl? Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like if we're going to go, like, putting this in the newspapers... Yeah. You would make sure it wasn't an owl first. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it was a slow news day. Right. It could have been. But these are just, like, you know, possible explanations. But I don't know. I, I think it's pretty cool. I think the legend is pretty cool. I, I enjoy think, learning about it. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I, I enjoyed the research, but now staring out my window is really freaking me out. I'm going to close these blinds. <laughs> I don't know. I think the movie made it seem like made it seem cooler like especially with like the the phone calls and everything yeah because i mean i feel like they needed that extra like touch of thriller well yeah i just feel like the the story itself like it just seems kind of you know like you said it's it's a jump from we saw this thing to it means the bridge is gonna collapse yeah yeah like there's nothing in there about that and unless you know there's more to it with all of these other people but I mean, just these people being like, yeah, we saw this thing. Yeah. That, like, point A does not equal point B. Like, there's no, there's nothing in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. But that's my uh, my urban legend about the Mothman <laughs> for this week. That was fun researching it, though. I did like that. That was pretty. That was fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of phone calls, uh, my story is uh, it's been called a couple of different things: the babysitter and the man upstairs. Oh. Uh, the man. <laughs> The call is coming from inside the house is another version. So this is kind of what we were talking about in the beginning of the California episode from last week about, you know, our fears of becoming a babysitter and terrifying things that can happen. Right. You know, like, I don't want you to give me your child and then me return it in a condition that it didn't start in. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Correct. So, the first time that I heard of this story, um, and this probably tells you how strange my childhood was, um, when I was really little, we watched a movie, and I think my mom might still have it, actually. It's called When a Stranger Calls Back. I didn't realize in the beginning that that was actually a sequel to a movie, and I've still never seen the original version. Original, original one, when a, uh, when a Stranger Calls? Mm-hmm. Isn't that a recent movie, or is this, like, an older one? I'm sure there's so, more than one of there is a newer version, but it was yeah. a remake of the original. Okay. Yeah, because it was remade in 2006. Yeah. Yeah, because I just remember seeing, like... I mean, I think the newer versions make more sense, because when you think about the story, like... Again, it's one of those, A, it does not equal B. Like, there's no... Yeah. Because... So, basically, the story is kind of... why well, I think of it as... The uh, way to traumatize young girls who babysit to, you know, do things the right way, don't have your boyfriend over, don't, you know, don't be messing around and doing other stuff. Right. But essentially, and keep in mind, the ending of the story has different endings, um, but they all kind of start out with, like, the same basics. So, it starts out with a story of a young girl babysitting um, a child or children for a family. During her time babysitting, she begins to, to receive mysterious phone calls from someone she doesn't know throughout the night. At one point, she eventually gets uh, fed up or freaked out enough that she decides to call the police for help, and they decide to trace the call. While she's waiting for them to respond, she continues to get creepy phone calls, mm-hmm. hears noises. Um, at one point, the, the man will eventually kind of make some sort of comment about, you know, like, have you checked on the children or something right. like that to get her to go upstairs And to check on the kids. Finally, the phone rings again, and it's the police telling her the call is coming from inside the house and to get out. Uh, This point is where you kind of see the variation in the stories. Um, One version is, you know, she sees the man in the house, and she freaks out, and she tries to run outside. Mm -hmm. And when she runs outside, she runs into, like, the cops or, like, the parents of of the children. So, like, in When a Stranger Calls Back, if I remember correctly... When she runs outside, she runs into the dad, and the kids are missing. Or, um, in other versions, the parents come home, and they find the babysitter dead. Mm -hmm. Some sort of variation of that. Um, or, like, they... She runs out the door, runs into the police, and when the police find the man upstairs, he's covered in the blood of the children. Right, I heard that one. Yeah, something of that nature. Wasn't this one of the scary stories to tell in the dark stories, too? That I don't know. I know it's been a lot of movies. It's it's kind of like a, I think at this point, like a trope of movies. Right. Um, oh, I agree. It's definitely a movie trope. But I'm, I feel like... 
I mean, it's everything from, like, even in Scream, you know, like, when you're home alone and you start getting scary phone right. calls. Right, right. So, what I found was interesting is that a lot of urban legends, like, there's some sort of truth behind it. There's something that kind of pushes the story forward. Right. And when you think of this, like, the one thing, and again, this is where I think, like, things don't necessarily add up, is where they think the story started was in the 1950s. And again, thinking of that, if the police are calling you and telling you the call is coming from inside the house... Get the fuck out of the house. Well, how is it coming from inside the house in the 50s? And you're able to trace it. Fair point. Fair point well made. Which was, like, the first thing that I thought of when I started reading this, but... they didn't have cell phones. Yeah, and so you can't trace to... a... You can't be... Two people can't be on the same house phone back then. Right, you would have been able to hear each other. Yeah. So, there's probably, obviously, a couple of things that kind of lead into this, but I yeah. found this... In a couple of different places. Yeah. Um, so Ed Smith of InstantCheckmake.com kind of suggests this and writes about this. Another article was from Medium.com from uh, Claire Linick. But a lot of people, well, a couple people have drawn this from a story from the 1950s. And essentially this is about um, a girl who was babysitting a three-year-old. And this, I actually found some from... Uh, the ColumbiaTribune.com website where they've, like, they've got, like, the actual old article, like, news story, like, where they show, like, a clipping of the house. Okay. And, like, one of the, the news articles that they have a clip of, um, and this is at least on Medium.com, like, the clip is, like, of the house and it says, this house where babysitter was slain. But what the story is is, so, March 18th, 1950, Janet Christman was babysitting three-year-old Greg for Mr. and Miss uh, Romack. What is interesting about this that they kind of make the point of saying is that the father, Mr. Romack, showed her how to load and fire his shotgun and instructed her to turn on the bright porch light before answering the door if anyone knocked. So, like, this man prepared her in case something was going to happen. It makes it sound like he thought something was going to happen. Either that or, like, just a sign of the times of being like, why do you feel you need to show her how to load a gun and fire it? Right. Like, are we in, like, a shady neighborhood? Like, what's going on that you feel that you need to do this? Right. I just feel, yeah, I just feel like that's a bad sign. Yeah, like, that. that's just the sign of things are not going to end well. Right. So, mom and dad go out, kid goes to sleep, and about 10.35 p.m., Officer McCowan received a call from a girl who did not identify herself, but said, come quickly, and then the call was lost. They didn't have a way of tracing the call, so they didn't, and again, she didn't identify herself, so they didn't know um, right. who they were searching for or anything. At about 1.35 a.m., mom and dad come home to find the porch light on, the blinds open, both doors unlocked, a side window broken, and Janet, or Jeanette was lying in a pool of blood. Ooh. Her murderer was never caught, but the sheriff's deputy called it an inside job, because of the assailant's familiarity with the house. Yeah, that's what make that's why when he's talking about the porch light and the mm-hmm. and the gun, like so he I feel like he knew someone was after his kids. Well, the other thing is so he was never caught, whoever this person was. Right. One of the people they suspected was somebody that the family knew who um, when he went to trial or when like they started to investigate him. Both the mom and the dad both kind of said some things that were like, something was not right with this man. Yeah. One of the things was... Did they find the child? They don't really mention the child. 
So they say that she was raped and strangled to death with an iron cord. They say the killer was likely someone she knew. And they talk about a couple of people that, well, they suspected him. And then they talk about like, they're trying to kind of like link this case with maybe something else to try and figure out who did it mm -hmm. because there was a, a similar case and somebody had confessed to it. And right before he died, he recanted his statement. So the person that, that they thought the family kind of thought was a little shady that they thought that they thought had done that. Yeah. Um, so they do take it back. The kid was safe. He slept through the whole ordeal. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because, um, and one of the things was when he was kind of going over everything of like, um, you know, run down to the night, like, you know, load the gun, blah, 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 right, blah, blah. Right. He had said he likes to sleep with the radio on so that the kid wouldn't really bother her. So apparently he slept through everything. He was totally fine. But the fam, well, the friend of them, um... He had apparently commented on on her well-developed form. In another article, another story that I read, um, he apparently made the wife uncomfortable a couple of days prior by, like, kind of accidentally, quote-unquote, like, touching her backside, like, touching her back with, like, the back of his hand. Mm -hmm. um, apparently he's a friend of the family, but makes them all uncomfortable for some reason. I don't know if I have any. I don't have any friends that make me uncomfortable. Right, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like that he was never charged in the murder, and to this day, the case remains unsolved. She was thirteen years old. Holy shit! Yeah. So, like I said, a couple of people, a couple of articles that I've read, they kind of attribute the beginning of the story to that. Interesting, but yes, it is in scary stories to tell in the dark. I found it. That does not surprise me at all. I found an article that says all 82 <laughs> scary stories to tell in the dark ranked, and it's ranked number 34. Really? Yep, it's called The Babysitter, and it's in the book Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Awesome. Yeah, when I was looking at this up, I was reading another one that was, like, the top 10, and I think this was, like, 8 or 9. Okay. <laughs> Are you going blind? No, it just, I forgot it was dark. We didn't have, I didn't turn the porch light on, and our ring doorbell went off. Oh. And it was just like, I couldn't tell what it was because it was like a flash and it's like right the here. worst time. Like, you literally. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my goodness. But I mean, like, this has been... <sighs> when a Stranger Calls, When a Stranger Calls Back, the remaking of When a Stranger Calls. Like, it's just been in so many different movies. Yeah. Isn't there... The one thing that I thought... <laughs> I remember seeing, like I said, I remember seeing the second one. I'm pretty sure my mom still owns it. But, like, when I finally went back and I started to, like... I don't think I've ever watched the first one all the way through, but, like, I saw clips and stuff. Yeah. And it kind of, like, dawned on me. So I was watching the clips of the first movie. I was like, wait a second. That, that girl was in that... Wait, there's two! <laughs> well, you didn't realize this until later? No, not until way later in life. And then, like, uh, when I was looking at this, I was like, I'm pretty sure that actress was in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I swear to God that's her and looked up on IMDb and it was. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, interesting. I'm trying to figure out, like, how many movies are, like, with that trope. There's oh a lot. Oh my god, too many to count. It still makes me think of, and this is, I don't know if this is really considered a spoiler or not. If you haven't seen Loki or not, this isn't, like, a plot point, but I thought it was really funny. Um, oh yes, <laughs> apparently we're all going to start talking about Marvel in this podcast, so. 
Sorry, I'm, I'm a nerd. This is the way of life. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> okay, first of all, I was right. When we talked about D.B. Cooper. That's right, I forgot we <laughs> used to bring that up. <laughs> when he was like, I was young and I lost a bet to Thor, I was like, yes, he admits it. That's amazing. I'm excited about that. No, but like, so, um, there's one part where there's a character in it, and I didn't realize this at first, but like, there's a character and his name is Casey, and Loki threatens to gut him like a fish, and I, I didn't even catch it at first until the guy was like, but what's a fish? And then I was like, oh my god, I think that's a line from Scream. <laughs> that's totally a Scream reference. <laughs> that's so funny. I don't know, I got really excited about that. I don't know if that was what it was meant to be, but, like, just kind of putting two and two together, I was like, I'm oh my sure God. it was. There's, there's, like, so many things up here where they talk about, like, how they spoof it in, like, movies, TV shows, like, even the smallest of references. Like, they even reference How I Met Your Mother when Ted's working from home and gets a call from his personal assistant saying that he's sick and he can't come into work today. And then he looks and sees that the call is coming from inside his house. Oh my god. Like inside his apartment. <laughs> just, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. It's just one of those, again, like, if I get a kid to babysit, I wouldn't return him the way that he showed up in my house. That was a lovely ASMR of Pepe shaking, <laughs> shaking it off. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> He's apparently over, over cuddling. Don't want to cuddle with but. me anymore. <laughs> but yeah, so that's our uh, Urban Legends episode for for this week. Thanks for tuning in, friends. Is there anything else you want to add? I think that's it. If you have anything, uh, email us at spookyourbust at gmail.com. On Instagram, our Twitter was spookyourbust. Yep. Watch Loki. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all I got. Bye! Bye!